Miss us much? This is the Elevate Hulk podcast, and I'm your host, Chrisanne Long, and with me, as always, is Rob Arturi. Howdy, howdy. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm rested. I'm refreshed. Yeah, well, you better have been rested. We haven't talked since June. I know that's crazy. It is, isn't it? I think um, I realized how important these podcasts are with all of the people who are asking me, when's the next episode coming out? I know. I, know. I did have a couple of people, though, actually ask me. I mean, it wasn't like you know people beating down the door, but there were people going, hey, you didn't record an episode last week, did you? Well, if you know, there's uh, sometimes life gets in the way and, and there's, you know, I think of, of several reasons for that. Um, you know, I think some of that we're going to we'll talk about today, but I think yeah. ultimately it's a lot of work, too. And this is not something that you and I do uh, that really pays the bills. It's something that we do because we we want to to have these conversations. And unfortunately, with all of the chaos and hubbub going on, sometimes, you know, something has to go. So I think we we kind of merged an opportunity to so we we couldn't record an episode. Then it was like, let's just take a little vacation Right. It's the summer. Let's yeah. take a break. But this That's is a right. perfect opportunity for a shameless plug uh, for a commercial to say, you know, if you if you're listening and you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, we would love to explore what that would look like to help you get more exposure for your business or for your organization. So we've been talking about uh, recruiting some sponsors lately, and, and maybe this is the opportunity for us to to have somebody reach out and say, hey, I, I'm interested in figuring out how to how to be a sponsor. Yeah, especially since our goal with sponsorship is to really to promote the show itself and simultaneously promote our sponsors. So it's a pretty that it kind of dovetails into any kind of marketing budget. It's just another new channel, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope I look forward to an opportunity where where it can be mutually beneficial. So sponsors, uh, give us give us a shout. Give us a shout. So let's talk about life um, and and direction and and the future of of Elevate Polk podcast because we 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 did take a vacation. Um, I think we were both extremely stressed about the status of things in the world right now and how it was impacting our lives and our businesses. Um, so for me, I'm just going to start out by saying um, I feel like there's just been like this really heavy weight with all of the responsibilities that I have and not a real certainty of when this cloud is going to lift. Right. So it's just this kind of constant, you know, not that, not that anything's falling apart. It's just that everything is falling apart around me. <laughs> it feels that way. And so, you know, they have to think twice about, do you want to go to the grocery store or do you want to have a conversation about something on social media, or do you even want to have a dialogue with your mother about a particular challenge? Because you know, maybe it's not going to go out, you know, it's not going to go the same as it normally would or would have, you know, pre-COVID. Oh, I can really relate to that last one. So I, I, I love my mother dearly, but she is a rather high-strung person and is um, very, very uh, I guess frazzled by all of this COVID stuff. She's like the most em empathic person in the world. She worries about everything and everybody, even things that are totally ridiculous to worry about. And she just does. So, I mean, I guess if you have to have a fault, it's not that bad. However, um, it is 
every day, it seems like every day we have to have this conversation where I've got to like talk her off the ledge. And it reminds me of that scene in the movie Airplane where the woman is getting freaked out about the plane crashing and there's just a line of people waiting to just kind of slap her around and get her back to reality, um, <laughs> which is a horrible thing to say about your own mother. But, um, but I have the conversation every day and I've told her to do what I've been doing, which is I have not watched cable news in eight weeks. Wouldn't that be a great like recipe for improving our mental health? Yeah, it, it, it is. It is a recipe for that. And let me tell you why. There are plenty of ways to get news nowadays. Now, you don't necessarily want to believe everything that you read on social media, etc. But there's plenty of news sources that get shared on social media. So it's very hard, unless you're living in a cave, to completely isolate yourself from everything, right? Right. However, what I found was because I'm like, I'm a politics junkie and I used to watch a lot of news and I want to know what's going on. And, and you know, I had some things going on in my, my personal life, not, not terrible things, but just a lot of some changes. And I wanted to kind of step back and focus on some of the more important things, you know, kind of pull my circle a little bit closer. So in doing that, I decided to completely shed my cable news exposure and talk radio exposure. And I started listening to music in the car and I started watching some uh, some stuff on Netflix and just other things that, you know, YouTube videos on stuff I always wanted to know about. And I cannot tell you that how much better I have felt in the past eight weeks as a result, because you're bombarded with the same stuff over and over, like on a loop. And, right. and it has an effect on you. I'm, I don't care what anybody says. It has an effect on you. It absolutely does. I mean, all of these chemicals in our brain, the serotonin, the oxytocin, the all of the different, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know what, I know that the serotonin has the, that, that impulse effect. You know, yep. it's, the, it's the effect of when I see a notification, I, I can't just put my phone down, even though I'm having an important conversation with someone. I, I need to know what that notification says. And there's a chemical in our brains that we, we can control it, but if we let it go, it just, it controls us. I, I think that's the oxytocin one. That's the one that, uh, that causes you to, to, to do that. Um, but uh, you're right. It becomes like Pavlovian where it's like you hear a ding and then you have to immediately pick up your phone and, and right. that's not the healthiest thing to do. Um, and uh, I, I try sometimes to remember that there was a time where you didn't have to reach somebody with like, you know, immediacy. And if I don't answer my text right away, um, everybody will live, you know, it, it's right. going to be okay. So it doesn't help when you're in business and as an entrepreneur and you're, you know, you're, you're uh, in that startup mode as I have been for startup mode for 10 years, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm in growth mode at this point in time, but you, you build some negative habits too at the beginning because you have to, you feel like you have to be in all places at all times. Yeah. And so people would initially send, you know, a text message. No, I'm sorry. The text message would be the last resort, but they would send an email and follow it up with a text message or a Facebook message and follow it up like, hey, I just sent you an email. Well, wait a minute. Give me a chance to read the email right? <laughs> before you send me a text message to tell me that you sent me an email. <laughs> yeah, and and you have to feel you almost I I have I you don't I, I don't want to displace my, you know, statements here, but I, 
I have always felt like there's nowhere to go to take a break, you know, because there I am so available and intentionally so. So I'm not playing a victim here and saying, wah, but I am addressing the fact that sometimes people aren't patient for you to say, you know, I'll get to that text message later. So if you if you don't respond to that text message or that email or that Facebook message quickly enough, the phone's going to ring. And you're like, how do you express that to someone when you're stressed out because you haven't even had a chance to process the the, the fact that they gave you 45 seconds before calling you um, to say, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'm in the middle of something. Thank you. Or, you know, there's there's a there's a there's a challenge from the entrepreneurial side that I struggle with um, in, in making sure that I'm not pushing people off that need me to give them a response. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it is very hard when you're an entrepreneur because you you're usually wearing multiple hats. You're having to deal with clients and vendors and potentially employees. And there's a lot of different things going on at once. And mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that that might apply universally to uh, to most people, but yes, in my case, it just it just it heaps on the the top of that. But um, I, I say that, but you know, there's a lot of people out there in the world that you know would give anything to talk to their mom again. Of course, yeah, and uh, we're so blessed know. to have yes our yes. moms in our lives, and so shout out to moms. Thank you, Ma, for being an amazing mother, and, and thank for- you for still driving me flipping crazy every day with, with your, your, uh, your hysteria. I know. And I say this because I genuinely, whenever I hang up the phone with her and I, I take a deep breath and I just exhale and go, okay, well, I also think to myself, I am lucky that I still can get those calls. And I know one day, one day, hopefully many, many years from now, I will miss that pandemonium. I would, Mm -hmm. I I would prefer if it was like, you know, like the, the burner got turned down a little bit because it's really gotten ratcheted up between all the chaos in the world and COVID and everything else. Um, you know, it's, it's well above medium high at this point. So I could go for a few notches below, but, but I definitely don't take it for granted. Yeah. I, you know, I just recently um, cleaned out some baggage from the house that I've been, you know, hoarding for several years. And Chris that- and S- Samsonite makes baggage. Okay. <laughs> You, you a, 20, a 20 yard dumpster doesn't qualify as baggage. No, that's not baggage. <laughs> that's freight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's All a right. difference. Correct. All right. Thank you for correcting me. I, I agree. It was a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> so I cleared out all of this old stuff and I was going through this discussion. Like it was emotional. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I, a couple of times just were not from the I don't want to get rid of the stuff, but more of the emotional like this stuff has been a part of my life for so very long, even though it's been an irrelevant part of my life. It's been sitting in a, a room I never walk into. Um, but as I was downloading that with Craig and sharing the emotional side of it, he goes, I knew it was going to be emotional for you. I don't know why you're so surprised. And, and I'm thinking, you know, this is the part of me that is I I inherited from my mother, you know, the emotional side. So I I feel like I'm very special to have these genes to, to the, not because she's definitely is not a hoarder. She does. She is, lives a much more simple life as far as things than I do. But, um, you know, just realizing how similar we are, um, as I was going through this discussion with Craig, it was kind of one of those aha moments. Not that, I'm not saying she has a book. Well, she has a lot of books too. So I got I got rid of a lot of books. I got rid of a lot of stuff. But 
Um, what, where I was going with that was just to say, you know, the apples don't fall far from the tree. So Very at the same true. time that there are qualities that we don't necessarily like in uh, those that we love and who love us, we also have to recognize that there are traits in ourselves that are very similar, probably, and uh, you know, do a little bit of that self-analysis. I do it all the time, not saying that you need to do it. I'm just saying I do it. <laughs> I think we all need to do it from time to time. <laughs> and I think you have to take the good with the bad, right? You can't, you can't just, um, you know, try and, uh, uh, and pretend things are only good or, or, or that they're only bad. And, and everybody has some redeeming qualities or almost anybody. Um, but, uh, so let's talk about what, um, you know, the other kind of reason you alluded to it earlier on with regard to our vacation. And that was, um, aside from the COVID stuff, which as the time goes on, I'm just more and more convinced that really nobody knows anything. Mm-hmm. And we're all just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And I think our medical community is doing the best it can to kind of keep up. But um, every day, it seems like the narrative evolves somewhat. So I, I've kind of come to the realization of like, I'm going to comply with what we need to, to a, to a degree, you know. Um, but uh, I don't I don't necessarily think there's any absolute. I don't think anybody has the right answer or the wrong answer. I think we should just, you know, just kind of do what we think is right. Um, but aside from that, aside from the COVID and the social distancing, there's been some real craziness going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Just a, a general unrest or tension across the board. Yes. And you, you taught me a term. I guess you said Tom Phillips used the term, you know, the living room conversation. Um, which go ahead and explain. So you and I had a conversation about next episodes, when we're going to record, what we're going to talk about. We threw around some COVID related discussions about masks or whatever. And, and it really didn't inspire us. Right. It wasn't like we really wanted to have a conversation about these things. It was like, we felt like we had to have some conversations about these things because they were social issues. Right. And then you, you get wrapped up in this, let's do a public service, but I think what happened was we had to postpone a week and then it was like in a week's time, there was so much madness going on, especially just related to masks because the entire issue has been politicized, which I still to this day don't really understand. Maybe in some respect, but I mean, everything is so bananas that it just seemed kind of crazy to even, you know, put our our toe into that pool of chaos. Mm-hmm. And ultimately- you know, Take the L off of pool, and right. then you would have what we what we would have been dealing with. Right. So, but but the the idea of that, you know, do you want to be the 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 living room for Polk County? Uh, was essentially, do you want to be the place where people just hash out uh, stuff that is uncomfortable, and and where we can kind of air grievances and just talk about things going on in the community? And there's a value to that. Uh, there certainly is. There there needs to be some of these conversations taking place. But my apprehension with that is that, unfortunately, it's become very, very hard to have those conversations nowadays because you can't really have the proper context and they're so emotionally charged and even worse, politically charged, that it's very difficult to have those in a manner, I think the, our last episode where we we touched on the race issue, I think we did a 
pretty good job of addressing that in a, in a holistic way and in a, in a genuine and honest way. But it took us two weeks to get there because mm-hmm. you and I had to plan a lot of what, what was our position and how did it work. And so it, it takes a lot to be thoughtful. And, and these are very complicated things. The last thing we want to do is alienate anybody and do something that's, uh, and, and say the wrong thing, even if we think it's the right way, et cetera. And some of these conversations, they're just better off done on a personal level. So right. the mission of this show was to elevate Polk. And that is to talk about the things, not totally ignore the cultural side, but to talk about the things that are going to pull us forward that will will we can look ahead to hopefully better, less chaotic times. And there are still a lot of good things going on around us. And I think more than than we need to to talk and and have this catharsis of you know what we don't like about our community or what have you, I think what we really need right now, and listeners, if I'm totally off base, let me know. But I think what we really need to do is to have something to look forward to, yeah. to, to look ahead to, What's so that, right? What's right? What's going exactly. well? What are the good things that are look that are happening around us that we can celebrate and lift up and and help spread the word of, about any of that great thing? Those great things that are happening. So, so let me tell you where I'm where I struggled with us where we, before we landed here. And and so I am a known Pollyanna. All right, I am an an, an internal optimist. I have bad days. I'm not always optimistic about everything. I have a doom and gloom side when 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 things go wrong. I've I've talked about battling depression, um, and I choose a different perspective this part of my life than I chose in the past. But I don't want to feel like I'm in a corner, right? So I was trying to use the podcast as a way to bring out some different elements of my personality and and what else I bring to the table. And it's not always just rainbows and unicorns. Um, And I was hoping to kind of stretch a little bit outside of that known um, um, brand identity that that people see Chris Ann Long as. Sure. But here's the thing. If you take a personality test or you take a strengths and weaknesses test, and I've done some research on this and I've done the disc profile and I've done the leadership uh, circle profile and I've done some um, um, Kiersey temperament sorter uh, type of deals, you know, throughout my life. And and I know what my strengths are and I know what my weaknesses are. And I read something that really resonated with me several, several years ago. But it is, you know, no matter how hard you try to strengthen your weaknesses, and it's not saying don't work on the things that you're not good at. But if you try, let's say you're a, a D, you know, like you just not a D as in, in the disc profile, but like the best you can do is a D right now without practice, without work, without effort. You, mm-hmm. you just this is what you do. You just put this out. Maybe you're just a bad speller. OK, and so you want to decide, all right, I'm going to be a really, really good speller. But naturally out of the box, you're a D like you just you, it's, it's a struggle for you. So to work on becoming an A speller it's going to take energy and effort and focus and emotional, you know, resilience to being able to say, I'm going to conquer this thing. I'm going to become a better speller. Well, for us, the podcast isn't something that we have much time. We carve out a couple of hours a week. We talk through what we want what we want our episodes to cover. Um, but imagine trying to be something that I'm not <laughs> on this podcast. That's right. where I got stuck because when we really were, we're really trying to get into these heavier issues, um, 
I was again, that was another layer of, of responsibility, some more weight on my on my already busy days. And I wasn't enjoying it as much as we had when we were in the pre COVID days. Sure. Because it, it felt because pre COVID, we were talking about the things that we wanted to talk about. We were telling the story that we wanted to tell and in the way that we wanted to tell it. And when COVID hit, I think our, our service instinct kicked in and we wanted to, to do that public service and to talk about the hard issues and those types of things. And it does kind of pull you away from, I think, the lane that you're in. And then we got into a point where it was like, now it was not just COVID, it was social stuff. And ultimately, you know, we, we want to explore and we want to do different things with the podcast and, and have some different interesting conversations. But as you said, everything comes at a cost. And ultimately, if we don't enjoy the conversation that we're having, I don't think anybody's going to enjoy listening to it, to exactly. be quite honest with you. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've watched, I've been an ad, avid news follower for, for many, many years. And when I turned that off, it was a, such a relief. And I just think, you know what? I think people have enough crap thrown at them in a, in a given day when they're not sleeping. And maybe our weekly podcast can be, um, you know, again, not all sunshine and rainbows, but maybe it can be about something other than what they're seeing, you know, for the other, uh, you know, 18 hours a day on every device and television, you know, cable news, et cetera. Right. Um, and, and something we can to look that. forward to a little slice of life, something great and positive about Polk County and, and what's coming or what people are doing or just a little bit more of a personal uh, story around something that maybe you didn't know. That's, that's where I think our strengths are going to lie. And, and another thing though, with respect to the whole COVID and, and, and that again, we're not going to be, we're not going to be like Mr. Rogers here, but our community is going to take a while to recover from the economic virus, uh, not just the the health one. When when the the public health issue is finally over and done with, we're still going to have a lingering economic effect. There's a lot of businesses that we will never have back, and I think there's been some really imp- some local businesses have really risen to the challenge and have just absolutely trudged it out and are 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 hanging in there. And, and I think most people are doing the same thing. And I want to use with respect to as a, you know, as public service as we can get, I want to also focus on those things. I want to focus on where we go from here, how we heal as an economic community, our small businesses, especially, um, and, and, and kind of help propel that forward too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's the direction we started wanting to take. I think, there felt a little bit of a, for me, a sense of we can't ignore these things that are happening around us and walk through as if we don't even know that they're happening. You know, that that just seemed a little bit like too, too, we had to, we had to have these conversations. We had to have this conversation. That's why this is an episode, because we we really literally were, were going back and forth trying to figure out how to get back on track while we're in the midst of this chaos. I mean, we're still recording remotely. We're still, you know, doing some things that we haven't, you know, really necessarily mastered yet. And, and we were really just getting started when we started the podcast, you know, when yeah. did we start the podcast. What month was that? Um, 
I don't even remember. <laughs> it's all a blur. It, it it is. I don't even know what month. What is it? July right now? I don't We're know. We're in July. Uh, I think we we started. Was it last summer or was it before that? And I'm totally losing my mind. We haven't had 52 weeks. We haven't had 52 episodes yet. No. So I think it, was it hasn't a, been a year. No, it was late late in the maybe early fall or late in the summer of last year. I think um, maybe in the fall. Well, anyway. Yeah. You can edit this part out because this sounds really <laughs> silly that we have no idea how many weeks we've been doing this, even though it's everything is a blur in life right now. That is true. We've been dealing with this COVID stuff for like five months now. I feel like I'm walking through sludge as far as like the day to day, but time is flying by. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how, how did May already get past us? And I'm like, it's in, we're, it's in the middle. We're in the middle of July. <laughs> you know what I feel like? You know what I feel like? I feel like. I'm walking with like a walker, like a an old arthritic person, but on one of those like walkivator things at the airport. Yes. Where you're like people mover. People mover things. Yeah. So like it's moving really, really fast, but I'm personally moving very, very slow. That is perfect. That's a perfect example and, or illustration. And, yeah. And everything around me is like flying by, but I'm personally just kind of like limping along and nothing makes any sense. So that's the best analogy I could I could think of. Yeah, I think that's great. So on the future shows, um, you have some ideas. So one of the things I want to throw out to the audience, to our listeners, you know, and I'm going to be a little bit more like asking for help, I think, is the other piece of, of where I, I feel like I wanted to act like I had all of these things figured out. Hey, I'm a podcaster. I even have a podcast shirt now, right? <laughs> that's right. But I'm really a noob at all of this. And so I really want to use those of you that are our loyal listeners, those of you that have sent messages and say, hey, I really enjoy the podcast, to give us some feedback about what stories we should cover, what um, ha what's happening in your corner of the county that we might not know about, um, so that we can do those slice of life stories and, and get into the corners of the community that we might not be um, so easy to find, you know, I think that's my biggest challenge. I said, we really need to be, do a better job of representing Polk County, even though we're in Lakeland, but we can't really do that without somebody's help. Yeah. I, uh, I have only been on, over to Winter Haven a handful of times in the past, you know, six months, maybe longer. And, uh, that place has changed so much, but this entire County has changed so much, but we do kind of get uh, relegated to what we know and where we are. And, um, we definitely want to include that from, you know, some of those other other points of view. So if you know of something that's going on on the east side of the county, let's hear about it. You know, we'd love to have somebody on the show that we can do it remotely and, and let's talk to somebody who can um, can give us some, you know, give us some good stories from the other side. Unfortunately, there's a very, a very somber story from from the southeast part of the county right now. Um, but uh, we, we would like to offset that. And hopefully that will get resolved in the coming weeks. But uh, ultimately, we want uh, we want to know what's going on, what's new and exciting uh, in the Ridge and in uh, in Auburndale. Auburndale's growing like crazy too. There's got to yeah. be something. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Auburndale. Uh, there, there, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on in every city in in every municipality. Um, and if they're all stories worth telling, and you know, I think one of the advantages to you know, I'll, hey, here I am looking for the positives. Um, to Pollyanna. 
to this whole thing is that we had to find a way to record remotely. Like we were recording in your studio and doing that weekly drive and and I was doing weekly drive. You were going to work every day. But um, so now we have opportunities that are not as difficult to set up as they might have been pre-COVID. You know, now it's just like, hey, send the link and make sure they have the technology and the speaker that, you know, or quiet space, you know, give them a little bit of knowledge of how to do it. And then it's, it's just wherever you are, you could be, you know, in Kathmandu and still record a podcast episode with us about Polk County. I would just, I would love to, to speak with somebody from Kathmandu just so I could use the word Nepalese in a podcast uh, multiple times, but without, (laughs) (laughs) with, without getting too, uh, um, uh, to the double entendres, what have you, we'll just, uh, um, we'll move on. But, well, I, I am, I'm super excited about kind of reconnecting and refocusing on the vision, what we're here to achieve we're not all things to all people. We're not Joe Rogan, although we're as awesome as he is. But you know, we're <laughs> we're we're just you know we're we're community people. We care about the community, and yeah, we serious, want to tell those stories. Serious XM, if you're listening, or or Pandora, whoever whoever merged, you know, bought basically bought Joe Rogan. A lot of a lot of crazy things going on in the podcast world. I mean, you know me. I I keep my finger on that pulse. There's a lot of big moves coming now from. Uh, from big media companies that are, are acquiring, including the one that you're listening to this podcast on Simplecast was just acquired by uh, Sirius XM. Oh, and, really? I didn't know. Uh, yeah, they, they were. And I spoke with my contact from there and, and everything is still the same essentially. But basically what you're seeing is the big media giants realize that the podcast space isn't just some niche thing for, for techie type people that it's becoming a far more mainstream method of communication. So they want to, they want to capture it. So um, that's good news. If you're in the podcast world, like, like we are, um, that's a good trend and, you know, we'll see where, where things go, but it's just another indication of, you know, the only constant is change. And uh, I, I just hope we can continue to be a part of that, uh, that evolution and at least um, be a voice for, for Polk. Right, right. Well, so I'm going to want to do a little bit of a shout out here with the remaining time that we have here for the for those businesses that are currently closed down. So our bars, our nightclubs, those that are, have not been able to well, were able to reopen and then were closed down again. Um, I am watching you. I am looking for ways yes. to help and bring you guys some opportunities. But I am super proud of some that I'm aware of that I'm following, you know, Revival Downtown, she's yep. pivoting again, um, offering some services through uh, the the farmer's market um, and looking out at ways. Like, it is not an easy task right now to figure out how to keep pivoting. I mean, I, I used to play basketball and, you know, a pivot was just, you know, a move from one direction to the other. But it's like we feel like these pivots are like 180 degree pivots going back and forth and like ping pong balls instead of pivoting. So I admire all of you hardworking bar owners and, and also the, the wait staff, you know, bartenders and, and waiters and waitresses that have been cut back on hours and the, you know, so many different challenges, but I'm really celebrating the great things that are coming out of this um, challenging time because so many, um, so many businesses are pivoting and finding ways to survive uh, Molly's downtown 
um, went full time food um, yep. so that they could find a way to stay open again. And, you know, that's not easy. Those are these are not these are not things that you could just do overnight. You know, OK, well, we're going to figure, you know, no, it's phone calls and checking with your attorney and and making sure your staff is prepared and having the, the, the inventory and the food and all of these things. So shout out to all of you that are really, really busting your butts to, to figure it out and to keep, keep your doors open. Amen. And, and an aside to that is every time you said the word pivot, I just had that vision of, of that episode where they're bringing the couch up the stairs and Ross and, and would pivot. Um, <laughs> pivot. And uh, yes, uh, <laughs> I, I know that our our friend uh, Catherine Bevilacqua Ely will will be laughing if she listens to this episode because she's probably a bigger fan than, than she I am. is a big fan and I will have to admit to you I think I threw away a few seasons of Friends on DVD in my purging. Well, that's all right. They run like four hours a day of repeats on television. <laughs> all you have to do is DVR it once and you'll have the entire box set. So. Um, yeah, you know, you, you don't need to hang on to, uh, to those things much anymore. There's just, uh, no, no, no. You don't need your own 20 yard time capsule, Chrisanne. (laughs) 20 yard time capsule. Can you imagine trying to bury that thing? (laughs) Well, I I hate to let you in on a little secret, but they are going to be burying that little thing in a, in a week or two in the landfill. In the landfill. Right, right, right. True. So, but no, literally digging a hole and burying the time capsule, like the whole thing, that would be quite a feat. Yeah. You'd, you'd need a backhoe and you'd have to consider the groundwater. I mean, it would be a, it'd be more than a feat. It would be yeah. very, very difficult. So, uh, well, I'm glad that you were able to purge some of those things and, and realize that I, you know, I think it is we, we attach emotions to inanimate objects. And then when we feel like if we're getting rid of the object, we're, we're going to lose the, the emotion. And I don't know that it works in both of those ways. So for me, it really wasn't about an attachment to the object. It was an admission of, how do I say it? So, so many hours. So let me just tell the audience who might not be my Facebook friends, although, you know, 5,000 of you are. (laughs) Um, Shameless plug. So I, I was a, I am a collector of books and I used to teach. And so for years I wanted to have, um, books in my classroom for my students that the library might not have had, like if it was a Harry Potter phase, everyone was checking out the Harry Potter books, but then the library didn't have them, but all of their friends were reading them and they didn't have any copies of them. So I wanted to have extra copies of Harry Potter in my library, along with other books, The Giver and Um, Mm -hmm. Esperanza Rising and To Kill a Mockingbird and all of those books. So I would go to the used bookstore in Winter Haven and and return books and get credit and then buy new books and put them in my AR library, my accelerated reader library. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I amassed thousands and thousands and thousands of books. But really the part to me that wasn't the, the emotional connection to the books wasn't the books. It was the time that I spent and I told Craig, I, every one of those books has a story. Like I bought this book for this student who really was interested in this kind of, of, of literature or this, you know, and so I could, but yes, there's an emotional attachment to the ideas that all of that time I spent was worth something. And I think throwing it out meant that it wasn't, or I had told myself that throwing it out meant that that time wasn't worth something. And so that purging was a healthy cathartic experience, but at the same time it brought me back to a time in my life where 
I spent so much time trying to fill the hole, you know, of, of where I was in, in that space and that time in my life. So this was just a really great thing. So if anyone is looking at, you know, purging, and I know I, I'm not a big Marie Kondo fan, and I don't really know much about the whole idea other than to simplify and to just get rid of stuff. Um, and, and that's a very attractive idea, but it's not a very attractive idea when you have five rooms of stuff that you have to <laughs> empty out to get there. <laughs> well, maybe there's a balance somewhere, you know. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's what I meant is that it, it's not always the item. It's what it signifies. Right. right. You know, I, True. I, I, I have stuff that I've kept that I look at. Why do I, I mean, this is irrelevant, but it does, it signifies a, an event, a moment in time. It's just kind of like a, a marker, if you will, you know? So I get it. I get it. And if anybody needs any old used books, um, check out the dumpster by Chris Ann's house. <laughs> Um, send me a message. I'll send you the address. It's there for a couple more days. <laughs> I mean, one heck of a bonfire. No, that's oh, terrible. Man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we, <laughs> if we don't want to have some conversations on the podcast, maybe we shouldn't allude to the fact that we'd be in favor of burning books. I'm just saying. No, Let's we're not, not burning books. We're not burning no. books. So here's the, here's the good news. On the other end of this dumpster, there is a salvage yard. And so whatever <laughs> is redeemed by those in the salvage yard area, they will possibly salvage and do something with and throw away all of the garbage to the, to the pit, <laughs> whatever you call it, the landmine. What is it called? The, the landfill? The landfill. <laughs> the landmine. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. the landfill can be a treacherous place. I don't know if there's, you know. <laughs> Hopefully there are no landmines, but there might be like, you know, bags of dog poop and things like that in the landfill. I, I would imagine. I've driven by it a few <laughs> times, and I would say that there's definitely at least one bag of poop. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, call, calling all scrappers out there, uh, go by Chris Ann's house, and you might find uh, uh, something in, in the dumpster that you can. That's right. You know, lots of presents in there. Yeah, a lot of uh, diamonds in the dumpster rough. So. <laughs> I really enjoy these episodes where we get to talk about you know, the things that are important to us, the things that are going on in our lives and, and how they connect, how we connect and interconnect into the, to the, to the tapestry that is Polk County. So, you know, even if, even if this isn't really about like Polk County generally today that we're talking about, we're talking about ourselves and, and how we feel um, responsibility to Polk County to, to really truly do a good job and bring something valuable to, to the podcast network. So, in and of itself, I think that this was one of my favorite episodes to, to the remote episodes that we've done so far. I agree. And if you're listening, if you agree, leave us a review and let us know. And if you prefer that we talk about masks and COVID testing for 45 minutes or so, uh, you can tell us that too. And you can also feel free to unsubscribe because that ain't going to happen. They ain't, ain't happening. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, we have a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And remember to leave us a review. We promise to read every one. You can always find all of our episodes at elevatepolk.com. And if there's something you want to hear about on an upcoming episode, please reach out to us on Facebook at Elevate Polk. <laughs>